0: letter three of the borough by george Crabbe. this librivox recording is in the public domain letter three the vicar the curate and telling me the sovereign's thing on earth was parma city for an inward bruise shakespeare henry four part one so gentle yet so brisk so wondrous sweet so fit to prattle at a lady's feet churchill much are the precious hours of youth misspent in climbing learning's rugged steep ascent when to the top the bold adventurer's got he reigns vain monarch of a barren spot while in the vale of ignorance below folly and vice to rank luxuriance grow honors and wealth pour in on every side and proud preferment rolls her golden tide churchill the lately departed minister of the borough his soothing and supplicatory manners his cool and timid affections no praise due to such negative virtue addressed to characters of this kind the vicar's employments his talents and moderate ambition his dislike of innovation his mild but ineffectual benevolence a summary of his character mode of paying the borough minister the curate has no such resources his learning and poverty erroneous idea of his parent his feelings as a husband and father the dutiful regard of his numerous family his pleasure as a writer how interrupted no resource in the press vulgar insult his account of a literary society and a fund for the relief of indigent authors and so forth the vicar where ends our chancel in a vaulted space sleep the departed vicars of the place of most all mention memory thought are past but take a slight memorial of the last to what famed college we our vicar owe to what fair county let historians show few now remember when the mild young man ruddy and fair his sunday task began few live to speak of that soft soothing look he cast around as he prepared his book it was a kind of supplicating smile but nothing hopeless of applause the while and when he finished his corrected pride felt the desert and yet the praise denied thus he his race began and to the end his constant care was no man to offend no haughty virtue stirred his peaceful mind nor urged the priest to leave the flock behind he was his master's soldier but not one to lead an army of his martyrs on fear was his ruling passion yet was love of timid kind once known his heart to move it led his patient spirit where it paid its languid offerings to a listening maid she with her widowed mother heard him speak and sought a while to find what he would seek smiling he came he smiled when he withdrew and paid the same attention to the two meeting and parting without joy or pain he seemed to come that he might go again the wondering girl no prude but something nice at length was chilled by his unmelting ice she found her tortoise held such sluggish pace that she must turn and meet him in the chase this not approving she withdrew till one came who appeared with livelier hope to run who sought a readier way the heart to move than by faint dalliance of unfixing love accuse me not that i approving paint impatient hope or love without restraint or think the passions a tumultuous throng strong as they are ungovernably strong but is the laurel to the soldier due who cautious comes not into danger's view what worth has virtue by desire untried when nature's self enlists on duty's side the married dame in vain assailed the truth and guarded bosom of the hebrew youth but with the daughter of the priest of on the love was lawful and the guard was gone but joseph's fame had lessened in our view had he refusing fled the maiden to yet our good priest to joseph's praise aspired as once rejecting what his heart desired i am escaped he said when none pursued when none attacked him i am unsubdued oh pleasing pangs of love he sang again cold to the joy and stranger to the pain e'en in his age would he address the young i too have felt these fires and they are strong but from time he left his favourite maid to ancient females his devoirs were paid and still they miss him after morning prayer nor yet successor fills the vicar's chair where kindred spirits in his praise agree a happy few as mild and cool as he the easy followers in the female train led without love and captives without chain ye lilies male think as your tea you sip while the town small talk flows from lip to lip intrigues half gathered conversation scraps kitchen cabals and nursery mishaps if the vast world may not some scene produce some state where your small talents might have use within seraglios you might harmless move mid ranks of beauty and in haunts of love there from too daring man the treasures guard an easy duty and its own reward nature's soft substitutes you there might save from crime the tyrant and from wrong the slave but let applause be dealt in all we may our priest was cheerful and in season gay his frequent visits seldom failed to please easy himself he sought his neighbour's ease to a small garden with delight he came and gave successive flowers a summer's fame these he presented with a grace his own to his fair friends and made their beauties known not without moral compliment how they like flowers were sweet and must like flowers decay simple he was and loved the simple truth yet had some useful cunning from his youth a cunning never to dishonour lent and rather for defence than conquest meant twas fear of power with some desire to rise but not enough to make him enemies he ever aimed to please and to offend was ever cautious for he sought a friend yet for the friendship never much would pay content to bow be silent and obey and by a soothing sufferance find his way fiddling and fishing were his arts at times he altered sermons and he aimed at rhymes and his fair friends not yet intent on cards oft he amused with riddles and charades mild were his doctrines and not one discourse but gained in softness what it lost in force kind his opinions he would not receive an ill report nor evil act believe if true twas wrong but blemish great or small have all mankind yea sinners are we all if ever fretful thought disturbed his breast if aught of gloom that cheerful mind oppressed it sprang from innovation it was then he spake of mischief made by restless men not by new doctrines never in his life would he attend to controversial strife for sex he cared not they are not of us nor need we brethren their concern discuss but tis the change the schism at home i feel ills few perceive and none have skill to heal not at the altar our young brethren read facing their flock the decalogue and creed but at their duty in their desks they stand with naked surplus lacking hood and band churches are now of holy song bereft and half our ancient customs changed or left few sprigs of ivy are at christmas seen, nor crimson berry tips the hollies green mistaken choirs refuse the solemn strain of ancient sternhold which from hours amain comes flying forth from isle to isle about sweet links of harmony and long drawn out these were to him essentials all things new he deemed superfluous useless or untrue to all beside indifferent easy cold here the fire kindled and the woe was told habit with him was all the test of truth it must be right i've done it from my youth questions he answered in as brief a way it must be wrong it was of yesterday though mild benevolence our priest possessed twas but by wishes or by words expressed circles in water as they wider flow the less conspicuous in their progress grow and when at last they touch upon the shore distinction ceases and they're viewed no more his love like that last circle all embraced but with effect that never could be traced now rests our vicar they who knew him best proclaim his life to have been entirely rest free from all evils which disturb his mind whom studies vex and controversies blind the rich approved of them in awe he stood the poor admired they all believed him good the old and serious of his habits spoke the frank and youthful loved his pleasant joke mothers approved a safe contented guest and daughters one who backed each small request in him his flock found nothing to condemn him sectaries liked he never troubled them no trifles failed his yielding mind to please and all his passions sunk in early ease nor one so old has left this world of sin more like the being that he entered in the curate ask you what lands are pastor ties alas but few are acres and but short are grass in some fat pastures of the rich indeed may roll the single cow or favourite steed who stable fed is here for pleasure seen his sleek sides bathing in the dewy green but these our hilly heath and common wide yield a slight portion for the parish guide no crops luxuriant in our borders stand for here we plough the ocean not the land still reason wills that we our pastor pay and custom does it on a certain day much is the duty small the legal due and this with grateful minds we keep in view each makes his offering some by habit led some by the thought that all men must be fed duty and love and piety and pride have each their force and for the priest provide not thus our curate one whom all believe pious and just and for whose fate they grieve all see him poor but e'en the vulgar know he merits love and their respect bestow a man so learned you shall but seldom see nor one so honored so aggrieved as he not grieved by years alone though his appear dark and more dark severer on severe not in his need and yet we all must grant how painful tis for feeling age to want nor in his body's sufferings yet we know where time has ploughed their misery loves to sow but in the wearied mind that all in vain wars with distress and struggles with its pain his father saw his powers i give quoth he my first-born learning twill a portion be unhappy gift a portion for a son but all he had he learned and was undone better apprenticed to an humble trade had he the cassock for the priesthood made or thrown the shuttle or the saddle shaped and all these pangs of feeling souls escaped he once had hope hope ardent lovely light his feelings pleasant and his prospects bright eager of fame he read he thought he wrote weighed the greek page and added note on note at morn at evening at his work was he and dreamed what his euripides would be then care began he loved he wooed he wed hope cheered him still and hymen blessed his bed a curate's bed then came the woeful years the husband's terrors and the father's tears a wife grown feeble, mourning, pining, vexed, with wants and woes, by daily cares perplexed, no more a help, a smiling, soothing aid, but boding, drooping, sickly and afraid. A kind physician and without a fee, gave his opinion, send her to the sea. Alas the good man answered, Can I send a friendless woman? Can I find a friend? no i must with her in her need repair to that new place the poor lie everywhere some priest will pay me for my pious pains he said he came and here he yet remains behold his dwelling this poor hut he hires where he from view though not from want retires where four fair daughters and five sorrowing sons partake his sufferings and dismiss his duns all join their efforts and impatient learn to want the comforts they aspire to earn for the sick mother something they'd obtain to soothe her grief and mitigate her pain for the sad father something they'd procure to ease the burden they themselves endure virtues like these at once delight and press on the fond father with a proud distress on all around he looks with care and love grieved to behold but happy to approve then from his care his love his grief he steals and by himself an author's pleasure feels each line detains him he omits not one and all the sorrows of his state are gone alas even then in that delicious hour he feels his fortune and laments its power some tradesman's bill his wandering eyes engage some scrawl for payment thrust betwixt page and page some bold loud rapping at his humble door some surly message he has heard before awake alarm and tell him he is poor an angry dealer vulgar rich and proud thinks of his bill and passing raps aloud the elder daughter meekly makes him weigh i want my money and i cannot stay my mill is stopped what miss i cannot grind go tell your father he must raise the wind still trembling troubled the dejected maid says sir my father and then stops afraid e'en his hard heart is softened and he hears her voice with pity he respects her tears his stubborn features half admit a smile and his tone softens well i'll wait a while pity a man so good so mild so meek at such an age should have his bread to seek and all those rude and fierce attacks to dread that are more harrowing than the want of bread ah who shall whisper to that misery peace and say that want and insolence shall cease but why not publish those who know too well dealers in greek are fearful twill not sell then he himself is timid troubled slow nor likes his labours nor his griefs to show the hope of fame may in his heart have place but he has dread and horror of disgrace nor has he that confiding easy way that might his learning and himself display but to his work he from the world retreats and frets and glories o'er the favourite sheets but see the man himself and sure i trace signs of new joy exulting in that face or care that sleeps we err or we discern life in thy looks the reason may we learn yes he replied i'm happy i confess to learn that some are pleased with happiness which others feel there are who now combine the worthiest natures in the best design to aid the lettered poor and soothe such ills as mine we who more keenly feel the world's contempt and from its miseries are the least exempt now hope shall whisper to the wounded breast and grief in soothing expectation rest yes i am taught that men who think who feel unite the pains of thoughtful men to heal not with disdainful pride whose bounties make the needy curse the benefits they take not with the idle vanity that knows only a selfish joy when it bestows not with o'erbearing wealth that in disdain hurls the superfluous bliss at groaning pain but these are men who yield such blest relief that with the grievance they destroy the grief their timely aid the needy sufferers find their generous manner soothes the suffering mind there is a gracious bounty formed to raise him whom it aids their charity is praise a common bounty may relieve distress but whom the vulgar succour they oppress this though a favour is an honour too though mercy's duty yet tis merits due when our relief from such resources rise all painful sense of obligation dies and grateful feelings in the bosom wake for tis their offerings not their alms we take long may these founts of charity remain and never shrink but to be filled again true to the author they are now confined to him who gave the treasure of his mind his time his health and thankless found mankind but there is hope that from these fonts may flow a sideway stream and equal good bestow good that may reach us whom the day's distress keeps from the fame and perils of the press whom study beckons from the ills of life and they from study melancholy strife who then can say but bounty now so free and so diffused may find its way to me yes i may see my decent table yet cheered with the meal that adds not to my debt may talk of those to whom so much we owe and guess their names whom yet we may not know blessed we shall say are those who thus can give and next who thus upon the bounty live then shall i close with thanks my humble meal and feel so well o god how shall i feel footnote two the wants and mortifications of a poor clergyman are the subjects of one portion of this letter and he being represented as a stranger in the borough it may be necessary to make some apology for his appearance in the poem previous to a late meeting of a literary society whose benevolent purpose is well known to the public i was induced by a friend to compose a few verses in which with the general commendation of the design should be introduced a hint that the bounty might be farther extended These verses, a gentleman did me the honor to recite at the meeting, and they were printed as an extract from the poem, to which, in fact, they may be called an appendage. End of Letter 3